We're live. Hi, everyone. Oh, I found us on Facebook. Hold on a second. Let me click into this. No, I want you to go into the video. Okay. Thank We're you. All right. Then let me share this really quick. Okay. 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 We're here We're now. Live. We're even a minute early. <laughs> Are we? Oh goodness, what's happening to us? I don't We're know. Our reputation. We're <laughs> Hi everybody. Welcome to Tea Talk with Stephanie Siren and Megan Holman. Hey, good morning, Jess. Thanks for joining us. And uh today is just the two of us since we ended our segment on domestic violence. Uh, our our guest ho um, guest host with us, uh, the lovely Lori. Um, we loved having her so much that we decided to uh, make her a moderator for us. So <laughs> you'll see her in our comments. She's going to be hustling for us. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it's just back to the two of us. And uh, what are we talking about today, Megs? Today we are talking about um, our holiday survival guide, what to do and ways that you can help yourself get through the holidays when the holidays are not always the happiest time of year for you. And then um, we're also going to be talking about um, how to begin implementing a daily practice of gratitude mindset because I mean the benefits are, are really amazing and um, it, it, it's simple and not so simple at the same time, you know, but um, and then at the end of our episode i'm going to be issuing a special challenge to help you guys get started with your own daily practice of gratitude mindset. So yeah, we want to do intros really quick. I actually I put that in my notes. It's like, okay, we have to remember to introduce ourselves. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. I am Megan Holman. I am a life coach and a personal wellness consultant and an apprentice Reiki practitioner. And this is my beautiful sister and business partner, Stephanie. Hi. Um, so yeah, I'm Megan's business wife, <laughs> life partner sometimes. <laughs> we have a big story on that one. Slash co-parenters, slash, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I am Stephanie Siren. I am also a type of life coach. Um, I am a psychic. I am a witch. I am a healer. Um, completely embodied, full time. When you talk to me, you get exactly what you would think of when you needed to come to a witch for guidance about your life. Um, Awesome. And also, I am drinking coffee right now in my basic witch cup. And Megan, what are you drinking? I I am doubling up today. I have my coffee <laughs> and I have my breakfast, <laughs> my, my, uh, my protein shake. <laughs> Excellent. 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 I should have put protein in my coffee, but I didn't today. I'm being a bad girl. I used creamer instead. I'm going to um, try that in my hot chocolate. 
Oh yeah, good idea. Um, and so today I decided since we're talking about the things we're talking about, like holidays and all that, and we're right in the middle of all of them. Um, I brought out my little money spell jar that I have in my bedroom. I have them all over, but I have one in my bedroom that I keep and it's got a quartz in it. And I periodically burn uh, dragon's blood incense over it to uh, bless it and feed it. Um, you can also feed it with more coins and um, a red candle is always nice. And um, to thank the universe for all the abundance that's coming to you um, and just be real confident about it because it's coming. All the good things are coming. So I'm going to light these guys. I love incense. Me too. I love the smell of dragon's blood. It's I have lovely. way too much of it, but I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so I'm just going to let that burn right here below the camera so you guys won't really see it. Um, but you might see little billows of smoke. I might have to move it. it just and adds then, to your mysterious vibe. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So anyway, as we do, my loves, I wanted to lead you all in a nice little little self-hug and and deep breath so just wrap your arms around yourself and cradle yourself if it feels good maybe cross your legs too like a whole body hug and i want you to take a nice deep breath again And then let it out. And as you're doing this, I want you to feel like you're hugging your younger self. You know, the self who believed in magic at Christmas time or the holiday time, you know, all the exciting things that were happening. Embrace that child and, and try to remind yourself to look through that inner child's eyes again during this holiday time in a safe way because you know now you're an adult and and you're safe and it's okay to experience these things with such glee and 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 just pure bliss <clears throat> so one more deep breath for me when you let that exhale out, just feel the rest of your body relaxing and just get comfy, let go, stretch your arms. Yep. Mm, yes. And uh, mm. relax with us and uh, tune into what we're going to talk about because this is a good one. <laughs> I absolutely used to hate the holidays. <laughs> the holidays were always really we, hard. With a passion, hate the holidays. I only liked Halloween and that was it. <laughs> Halloween was as big as Christmas in my family. So, but yeah, um, Christmas was always really hard. There was a lot of memories and, and pain and 
trauma and uh, estranged family or or family deaths and and so yeah there's been a lot of there's been a lot of tough christmases and and for a while i've i've kind of hated them too like i loved them but i hated them and um you know the christmas holiday coming we wanted to talk about something that isn't brought up or or thought of a whole lot when when the conversation of christmas comes up is how do you get through your holiday festivities when there is loss or trauma or or some kind of illness or or just grief in general involved Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving over and the end of the year coming closer you know again we also wanted to discuss uh mindset practices that can help you step into your new year with positivity and give you a head start on your resolutions. I mean, if, if your gratitude mindset is your only resolution for this year, like that's phenomenal. I want to cheer you on. <laughs> um, so um, we're going to be talking about um, one of our resources that we're using today is actually one of my blog articles. Um, so I, I'm my own resource today. That's exciting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we're going to be talking about uh, 10 tips for reclaiming the joy in your holidays and, and how it looks like for each of us and, and share ideas with you guys of how you can put um, this system in this survival guide into place for yourself. Um, because, you know, not everyone starts to feel excited as Christmas approaches. Some feel dread, some become depressed, some just like, I don't want anything to do with it, you know? So there, there's a various reaction to the holidays because of our individual experiences. And it's really important to talk about that. Um, you know, and, and again, there's, there's many reasons. There's trauma, there's loss, there's no contact, there's illness, there's triggers. Like there's, there's lots of underlying reasons why the holidays may be hard for you. And you're not the only one. There are a lot of us out there that struggle with this same, um, experience so oh absolutely i mean you know i'm sure we've dealt with um we could list many things you know that people have dealt with over the holidays maybe alienation from family mm-hmm. maybe trauma around you know family members health or a death you know maybe a death or relationships of, yeah maybe the death of, of a grandparent or somebody who was the family now you no longer have these holiday traditions you know this is my Um, first year without my grandpa right there we go and you know or maybe it's somebody like myself um once I came out about my molest in my family it was a very divisive uh situation Mm-hmm. Some people believed me, some people did not. And so because it was by another family member, it was very, you know, it was an issue. And and so holidays were never the same. And I came from a very large family. Yeah. You know, Where Christmas was an expected event. Yeah. 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 And um, then, you know, also there could be things like like I learned on one holiday that my brother had cancer, you know, and that's a traumatic experience on a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things you think that 
somebody else telling you something about them doesn't affect you because it's not you it's happening to but if you care and love for that person and it's something like that it can be very traumatic right. and you can attach that meaning to that holiday it's very easy to do especially with things that are high expectation like a holiday yeah you know, when we already have high expectation for outcome of things, we're already setting up some failures. Mm -hmm. But then when we get into it even deeper and something bad has already happened, then we're going to introduce the anxiety, the nerves, everything. Right. Right. Um, so our first um, tip um, is to number one. When the holidays start coming around, create a holiday plan. And you can create a plan to celebrate a traditional holiday, or you can create a plan to do something completely different other than Christmas, take a trip, or just, you know, whatever you want that period of the year to look like that's going to make you feel good. Um, so for me, I, I, I plan a, a traditional Christmas because I do love um, the Christmas holiday and and you know just everything that it entails and I, I have small children and and I love you know enjoying Christmas with them but because of the um, attached trauma to certain family holidays because of loss of family members like this year this year has been a, a hard year because it's my first without my grandpa and my grandpa was one of my primary anchors growing up, you know? Um, and, and, and being no contact. This is the second year that I'm no contact with, with my, with my dad and, and my siblings. And it's the first year that I'm back for Christmas with my mom's side of the family after ending a seven year no contact period. Um, so when, whenever I was struggling with the therapy with with the holidays, my therapist would walk me through, okay, what's your plan? And my plan, your, your plan involves not only all the things that you want to do for Christmas, but how you're going to take care of yourself when when the painful memories or the triggers or or everything else comes up and it's not it, it's not that we're counting on being triggered it's not that we're hoping to experience a bad memory or grieve or or mourn or be angry but it, it's more of a mindset of you want to plan to have the best holiday possible but you also want to plan just in case these things happen because that's part of taking care of you when you're on a healing journey it could come up at any time and you have you you, you know part of taking care of yourself is preparing yourself for that so typically for me my plan looks like you know thanksgiving's over so the first week after thanksgiving as we're getting ready for december to roll in is when i start thinking about okay what do i want my holiday to look like this year what do I want my holiday to feel like this year? What memories do I want to take away from it um, for myself and, and my children and my family? 
So I start out by planning how I want to decorate. I don't want my house to, to look like. What decorations do I want to put out? Where do I want to put the Christmas tree? You know, and, and what's going to make me feel happy this year when I walk out into my living room and I look at it? Um, and I let, I let my kids join in on the planning and we listen to Christmas music and drink hot chocolate or watch a Christmas movie while we're putting decorations out. In fact, that's what we're doing tonight is we're decorating our tree and finishing oh, out some, of our, some of our Christmas decorations. That's so cute. Um, I, you know, I miss having littles at, at, like that because that fun. was the magic for me in Christmas. But, you know, we, I, we celebrate a little bit differently at our house anyway, um, because I'm, I don't do the, uh, typical Christian thing, you know, since I'm, I'm, uh, mostly Gnostic. And, um, so instead in our house, we do have a tree. We don't have it right now. We're going to go get one, but we prefer fresh. Um, because of the symbiology of um, our connection to nature and in our house everything has kind of a meaning behind it for each ritual of, of this time of year yeah. um, and so for us like we do uh, celebrate Christmas Day um, but we also celebrate winter solstice mm -hmm. Um, and it's just as much of a holiday here at our house as Litha is summer solstice, which is my favorite holiday in the whole wide world. Um, <laughs> but, you know, part of that is, that's therapeutic, is that we started making our own traditions. And that was very important for me to part ways with my old traditions, because I could never recreate it or feel quote unquote good enough in my own mind to my traditional Italian grandmother's Catholic Christmas holidays mm -hmm. that like it was an event you would think we were at the Kennedy compound it was ridiculous I know how to tie a square bow okay <laughs> you want to know why I know that Megan why would I know that my kids are lucky if the wrapping paper looks like it was done, you know, outside oh, no. Oh, of no. the back alley. I, I wish I was talking about the wrapping. The wrapping, though, too, I know how to put the perfect creases in the wrapping, okay? But no, no, no. On my dress and on my hair had to be a square bow. It had to be that pristine and perfect. Oh. And then the patent leather shoes and the whole bit. Oh, my Lord, Lord lord it was it was something so <laughs> and i loved that pageantry at that time and obviously i'm dramatic of course i love that <laughs> but but now it's like okay everything in my life has meaning like every little thing and that's why i'm so good with ritual is because like that's my thing you know um <clears throat> but like so that's what I'm doing with the holidays is everything has meaning. Uh -huh. And in that way, in that uh, sappy way, <laughs> I'm making it mean something for me. Right. And, and similarly here, like we, I think one of the most freeing things when I was um, out on my own um, for the first time in my, in my very own apartment with my son was 
the the realization that for the first time ever i got to do christmas exactly how i wanted to do it and i got to build new traditions with my son and i got to to create you know create my own rituals um for the season and and we still do that now part of my planning is um you know i plan activities that i want to do with the kids both at home and and out in community um we plan which family members and 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 which friends we want to spend time with and and doing what with them and even you know which events i i don't want to go to because i remember that i used to run around in this just absolute manic frenzy oh yes make it to everybody's yes because i was so afraid of upsetting someone by not showing up and then i had to realize i'm killing myself doing this and i'm not even enjoying myself because i'm so worried about making it to the next event on time and so i started being very selective yep i'll go to this event nope i'm gonna pass on this one i just don't have time for it and it's it's you know it's going to impact me to try and make it everything and right. and like having this plan in place it it allows me to you know relax and actually be in the moment and enjoy the season and enjoy my time with with my family but you know what have you done something silly yet i suggest that too like Bring oh, it into I, traditions. I have, I, I can say this because the only one home right now is Ender and he's 13. So, you know, he's in on the Santa secret, but I, we have, <laughs> we have an elf on the shelf. Oh, cute. And it. after we put the ornaments on the tree tonight and the kids go to bed, I'm, I'm going to be looking up ideas to, to basically mess with my kids and play pranks on them throughout the entire Christmas season with Alvin. <laughs> And love is that's so cute. <laughs> so um it dawned on me that we have to introduce the silly too. It just dawned on me because I was thinking about this as you're talking about it. And like you and I always share our, our holidays too, like here and there. We do things together because we we join families a lot. And um anyway, I my silly thing <laughs> is um since my boyfriend's not home and uh everybody else is in on it but him um he always gives us crap and says he's not gonna match me in things because that's my shtick i love to match people oh i'm making us all matching family pajamas this year I need okay to so pronto. <laughs> i decided not to sew i will be doing the blankets the, that kind of sewing but i'm not i'm not doing like pajamas for everybody okay i decided yes i got okay yes i got matching pajamas but i didn't sew them myself i got matching footy pajamas for everyone and guys my children are adults (laughs) it gets better i'm getting matching sweaters for all our animals i'm a maniac wait it gets even better my (laughs) the pajamas i got for all of us are footy pajamas with antlers on the head. <laughs> if you haven't seen my boyfriend, he is a large man covered in tattoos and a lead singer of a blues band. And I am making this large man wear 
footy pajamas with antlers on them with me. Oh, that's so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> that's so tempting. That's funny. But yeah, so bringing silliness into it, bringing fun, bringing play into it, like that's that's where, you know, you find the things that are going to bring you joy and bring you peace and, and happiness and, and create those new memories for yourself. Because I think that's the ultimate goal of every year is we want to create new and happy memories with our family members that we can hold on to for years to come. And that's important for those of us that have experienced trauma because we have a lot of memories that need to be supplemented. Yes, um, and, and just lost pics of your footy pajamas. <laughs> oh, I am going to. I will put it on our, our website. I will do it, guys. I do not care. I am all about it. I want I'm I want to take sexy pose pictures in it. Like <laughs> Oh, I, you know, don't tempt me. I might do it. I might do a boudoir shot with uh, antler pajamas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sexy llama. It's <laughs> a potato. Who knows? But, <laughs> but for me, it's like, where, do, how do I deal with trauma? In our house, we deal with our trauma a lot with humor. Right. A lot. And right. so that's why I'm bringing the goofy and the silly to our holiday, because that's how I deal with my anxiety over the holidays. And right. it's okay to bring in the humor and make it silly and make it fun so that you can cope with maybe what used to be very heavy and very oppressive. Right. And, and like, I mean, step one is create your holiday plan. But really steps two through 10 are what should be involved in your holiday plan. Because it's not just the joy that we have to pay attention to and the fun and the silliness. We also have to be prepared to give ourselves self-care and care for our own emotional needs when the grief and the memories and, and, and the everything else does come up. So the other half of your plan is preparing for that. It's thinking ahead of time and asking yourself specific questions to create steps that you can follow when you are triggered, when something does occur. Um, and those, you know, you want to plan for the emotional upheaval so that in the moment when they happen, you know what to do and you're not floundering and just stuck in it. So the you know what, I agree with that. And also Megan, um, do you remember something we learned recently, the 555 thing? I actually added that in to my outline. I added a few things to my outline that we I love that in group. So <laughs> um, but so the three questions that you want to ask yourself is what do I need if the feelings become really powerful? Who can I talk to if I need to talk about it? And, um, oh, I left out one of the questions. You know what, though? You should have some people already pre-selected, yeah, before right. you even get to the holiday season. Right, have, and like, that's part of your, that's part of your plan. Yeah. But basically, it's, you know, how do you, how do you take care of yourself? Who do you go to? What resources can you use? What coping skills can you use to take care of yourself if you get triggered or trauma or or grief or or you know any any of the other 
feelings that, you know, normally, you know, aren't considered should be shared with your holiday, you know, when they occur, because the, the honest truth is when you're healing from something, that grief is part of your everyday life. So of course, it's going to be part of your holiday experience too, because it's part of your overall experience. It's what you're going through. It's what you're working through. So it needs to, you need to make room for it and allow it. Um, because we can't really enjoy our holidays if we're not taking care of ourselves so that we can be present in the first place. You this know, is so, so, so true. I can't, yeah. even, I can't even count the Christmases that I spent fighting for weeks to, to keep it all stuffed down because I'm like, these feelings don't belong at Christmas. They absolutely do. They absolutely yeah, they do. Life is a balance of both joy and loss and grief and how we handle those things and which one we choose to give more power to. So it's absolutely okay for your grief or your loss or your trauma to share a part of your holidays because that's an important part of your life experience. And Megs, that's also part of that high expectations thing that we talked about earlier too. We do place high expectations on ourselves and there is no set expectation on how you should feel during the holidays because remember should is a is a is a no-no word we don't should ourselves should is not uh in our vocabulary any longer anyone who is recovering from any kind of loss trauma or grief needs to throw the word should out of their vocabulary because all you're going to do is is set yourself up for self-disappointment and and more struggle by shooting yourself right yeah so yep. step two in our holiday holiday plan is seek out the joy seek out the fun seek out the play um you know plan activities traditions and trips that are going to give you the most joy with my kids i i listen to christmas music we make cookies with my stepmom's sugar cookie recipe we read books and watch movies about about the Christmas story, and I screw with them using their elf on the shelf, you know, like, (laughs) it's, it comes back down to those two questions. How do I want my Christmas to feel? And what do I want it to look like? And when the negative memories do rise up, because they will, and it's okay for them to rise up, it just means that something's there that you need to pay attention to. Um, you know, we want to start reframing the negative memories by consciously choosing to share a positive one with someone else. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that even though I have so many negative Christmas memories, there are really happy ones intermingled with that too. And so every year I make a conscious choice to choose to put my focus on the happy ones. I tell my children stories of my happy Christmas memories, both with my my mom and my dad, funny stories, sweet stories, happy, you know, happy memories. And when the unhappy ones do arise, I have to give them time. I need to acknowledge that they're there. I feel the emotions and I, I, I let them process through me and I place a time limit. All right. I'm, I'm going to let this, mem- I'm going to sit with this memory. I'm going to sit with this feeling for five minutes. 
and then I'm done and I'm moving on. And when I'm done processing through it, I go inside and I sit down and I start telling my kids my happy memories because saying them out loud and sharing them with other people, it gives them power and energy. And by choosing to reframe and, and step away from the negative memory after I'm done processing it and purposefully move into talking and laughing about happy, silly, fun memories that I have. I'm actually rewriting my brain chemistry and I'm reprogramming my mindset. And this does take practice. It's not easy at first. No, it's not easy, but after a while, you, you train your brain. Right. You take away the power that the negative memories have always held for yourself, for you, yeah. and you transfer that power into the positive ones, both the ones that you can remember and yeah. the positive ones that you're creating. Because sitting there and telling my kids funny stories about myself as a kid at Christmas and listening to them crack up laughing about different shenanigans that I got into, that's a new memory and it's fun. Oh, it's not just fun. It's, it's sweet. And it's, it's something that you're going to hold on to forever, you know, because I can recall back so many sweet memories with my littles. And I mean, those are the things that stick, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just surprising them, messing with them, giving them big boxes uh with like a tiny little present and that you know things like that just to mess with them when they were teenagers you know um yeah, or yeah like a, a rice a box of rice roni in one of their packages or, or something just to throw them off <laughs> or i put underwear in a really big heavy box so they thought they got like a video game console in that one and then it was underwear you know, oh, things like that. I mean, I was Santa that brings mom, my but... kids new socks and underwear every year. And they're like, really? Socks and underwear for Christmas? And I'm like, hey, Santa's not just about what you want. You know what? about what you need. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm in my 40s. And I, and I would love socks and underwear. Like, come on now. I know, um, right? Like, I'm like excited. I don't have to buy this for myself. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so step three is allow time for reflection. Allow yourself the time to reflect and process those memories, but again, place healthy limits on it. Don't stay there. Um, you know, this is the time where you're going to be using your coping and your emotional regulation techniques, whatever you've learned to help you get through difficult times. And this is the time that you want to you want to implement yourself and you're giving to yourself when you do this you're taking care of yourself. Yes. Uh, there's going to be moments when setting those painful memories aside can be very, very difficult and 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 feel impossible and um, it's okay to let the pain share your holiday again it's part of your life experience it's part of your experience in this world and that matters um so you know it's it's going to be part of your holiday life is about both joy and pain and and you know this is where we come back to those questions that we asked ourselves that we ask ourselves when we're creating our plan in the first time what am i going to need if the feelings get really big 
if yes. I need to talk to, who can I talk to about this? And what can I put into place to take care of myself if I get triggered? Um, and and um, a, a really cool um, and an awesome strategy that I absolutely want to start sharing and teaching to people that um, we learned about um, in, a, in our group therapy last night was um, the 555 method. So when you get triggered, you know, take those first five seconds to check in with yourself. Where am I at? And then you need to think about what do I need in the next five minutes to get through this? What do I need in the next five hours to get through this? And what do I need in the next five days to get through this? So like your first five minutes, that's going to be like, I need to call one of my support people. Um, your next five hours may be, um, you know, this was really big. This was a really big emotion. This was a really big trigger. I feel drained. So I'm going to go inside and I'm going to play video games or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to watch a movie with my kids and I'm going to distract myself and just work on getting myself out of this frame of mind. And your next five days may be, I need to make another appointment with my therapist so that I'm seeing my therapist more regularly through the holidays and I have that extra yes. support in this yes. time that's very difficult for me. Or I need to go out and spend some time with people that I care about and that I know care about me in return, or I need to really step up the mindfulness and the grounding and the, you know, whatever you need, figure out what it is and find ways to put, put it in place for yourself so that you can take care of yourself in those moments. Meg, I wanted to add something to that grounding thing too. Um, first of all, it's very important to have a plan, period. Mm -hmm. A plan is going to give you success during the holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, and also we were on a live with a, a really awesome friend last night who we're going to have them come on a future uh, podcast for sure. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And their partner was talking about grounding your bed. Do you remember that, Meg? I might have missed that part. Interesting. Um, I was watching about it and, and um, I, I'm kind of interested and maybe if they're watching, they can um, comment for us what exactly it entails. But um, I was I was intrigued to hear that like it involves crystals and it involves your bed and it involves grounding it. And apparently like it's a whole thing where you sleep better. And well, I know that we've had a discussion several times about how it's really important to meditate in your bed so that your bed becomes that safe place that you go to when you need peace and quiet and, and stillness inside. And then when you go to bed, your body and your mind is trained to recognize, hey, I'm in my bed. This is my meditation spot. This is where I get to relax. This is where I get to check in with myself and tune into my higher power. And, and it's going to improve your, your sleep because that space is already, you know, your dedicated space for that self-care practice. Right. Well, well, friendly little witch tip over here. Um, I not only meditate in my bed, that's for like the calm kind of one. Mm -hmm. But I do my uh, chanting and and my heavy breath work also in different spots of my home. Mm -hmm. 
um, like I'm in my living room right now and I meditate on my carpet in my living room or I'll go out in my garden in the when it's nice out and I'll go meditate out there, do yoga out there. My partner and I do yoga out in our backyard a lot together. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah, and, I, I meditate uh, in my recliner um, back here that my dogs are currently napping in. <laughs> And I have a spot underneath my willow tree in the front yard. That's my spot, you know, um, so I go out there. So, yeah, I, I have multiple places around the house that are like my special peace places, too. And doing that claims your space and helps you feel safe within your space. Mm -hmm. And it also energetically protects it and gives it like your flavor, if you know what I mean. Like it, it's like people can tell it's your spot. Um, so it's really, it's really great. Like if a cat puts their scent on it, like it's the same thing. I don't know why, but it is, it's our energetic scent. Um, but <laughs> we're marking our territory. <laughs> huh? We're marking our territory. Yes, you're marking your territory. There we go. You know what? People who are feral like myself will love that statement. I mean, I take it a little bit further because I'm a wild woman and I absolutely love the earth and I connect with it. So I take it to the utmost and like go and like pee yeah. on my property. But no. <laughs> Awesome. I, but seriously, I, I have friends who creep <laughs> into their gardens, you know, it's good for the plants. Like there's a yes. lot of that uh, kind of stuff in, in the, uh, uh, green, uh, witchy world of, of loving plants, talking to them, communing with them, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so the, the last part of step three is uh, again, another reframing experience when things do get super intense when it feels overwhelming when it feels like it, it's too big to handle um it's really important to ask yourself what did you learn about yourself and your own strengths as a result of the experience and i want to point out that um i i do agree with the statement that that your trauma made you stronger i i think that has become a toxic mindset because your experience your trauma didn't make you stronger it traumatized you but the yes. actions that you took for yourself and the choices that you made yourself, rather made for yourself, whether you whether they were unhealthy or healthy at the time, whatever you did to get yourself through it, that's what made you stronger. Yes, the choice to 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 stand your ground and and say, you know what, I don't I don't care what you think, I'm saving me. Um, because. In, in, when we do that, we get to choose whether the memories are in control or rather we are in control from what we're taking away from them. And pain exists for a reason. It lets us know 
that something needs attention. There's something that we need to address. There's something that we need to work on. There's something that we need to heal in ourselves. And so I think a much better, a much better mindset when you're thinking about your trauma experiences is not my trauma made me stronger, but what did I take away from it? What did I learn about myself in experiencing that trauma where I can recognize that I am a strong person? Um, I agree wholeheartedly with that entire statement. Um, and also, though, understand the, the strength comes from realizing that you need to stop the victim cycle, you know, and and stop victimizing yourself maybe also and and learn the power of right now because there's so much power in right now and being able to choose for yourself for any of these things right and it does take a lot of courage and strength to do that especially yeah. when victim mentality or power and control tactics has been the dynamics in your family for generations and you're oh, only yeah. one saying no more this isn't okay that being that cycle breaker it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage but those are the people that are going to change things for the future generations of their family mm -hmm. um step four is don't fight the tears give yourself permission to mourn there are days where i bounce back and forth between laughter and tears and and that's okay because again there is no set expectations on how you should feel at christmas should is bad word you know yep. <laughs> except for last week's episode but that was an exception but <laughs> Um, so, you know, when those things come up, feel what you need to feel, get it out of your system. Don't let it continue to live inside of you. Don't stuff it down. Don't fight it away because this is part of you letting go, like truly expressing the, the emotions and, and, and the experiences that are living inside of your body and releasing them little by little and taking away their power little by little. That's one of the biggest pieces in in healing is that there is no way around it the only way out is through through and, and you know what? there is a bottom to the well there, there is. is and you know i always say there's a bottom at, uh, there's a bottom to the well and i'll meet you there so that i can show you you and um that's if you haven't gone there yet and you need to, there are plenty of people to guide you through that. And I'm one of them, but also understand that having to go to the bottom of the well is because there's so much trauma stored up that needs releasing so that you can live, mm -hmm. truly live because we have to release the trauma that our bodies held on to that our emotional bodies hold on to our astral bodies held on to you know all these things right. these layers of of 
you know, of traumas and stories and things that we've got going on here, you know? And so in order to release that, you've got to really just do the, in some cultures, it's death rebirth in some, some modern day, it's more release of trauma. You know, there's so many different words for it. We use a mix of, of, of both of those, um, you know, perspectives, perspectives and, and ways of approaching it in, in both of our practices. It's both a, a release and a letting go, but in that release and letting go, when you're diving to the bottom of the well, that's your death, that, that's your death. And then you see uh-huh. yourself in the ashes at the bottom and then you rise back up and take control of your life again. And it doesn't matter how many times you have to go through this process because each time you're gonna get stronger and stronger and stronger at it and you're going to learn more and more and more about yourself and your own capabilities because the honest truth is when we don't go there when we refuse to go there when we avoid it when we run from it when we don't want to do the work all of that garbage is living in our body like a poison and every time we force it away and refuse to acknowledge it all we're doing is making them stronger and giving our power away to our trauma. And you know what? Let me tell you something. The antidote is in the poison. The antidote is embracing that the poison is there, that it happened, facing it, facing yourself. And when you're down at the bottom, that's where you find your strength because you've been stripped away of everything else that you thought made you, you, which was just a conglomeration of trauma based personality characteristics and things that you've built as a mask to shield yourself from the world. But what you really did was shield yourself from you and the divinity of you that's waiting to come out and change your complete life really and it's doable Mm -hmm. and so when you're going through these holidays realize that you can change your whole entire story no matter what no matter what you you decide to do with your holiday embrace the weirdness and the genius that is the individual that is you and make this holiday your bitch Right. And, and the, the amazing part about it is, is the fall to the bottom of the well is brutal. It's always painful. It's always taxing. It's always exhausting. It's that feeling of, I can't do this. I want to give up. But when you surrender and you let yourself fall. This is why you need a witch. (laughs) When you surrender and you let yourself fall and you hit that bottom and you, you look at yourself when everything has been stripped away, that's when you get to start rediscovering who you really are. That is an amazing and and so worthwhile journey because that's when you get to start rebuilding and learning how to live your life the way you want to live it and the way you were intended to live it instead of by everybody's expectations and everybody else's needs. 
Exactly. Live your authentic path. That is where the bliss is. And that little voice inside, that little whisper, it, it's going to tell you what feels right and, and what doesn't fit and, and, and where to look and, and where to, where to investigate. So learning, learning to trust your intuition and that inner voice of guidance that, that comes, it becomes stronger when you strip everything else away, because in stripping everything away, you're also stripping away the programming, you're stripping away the top beliefs, you're stripping just everything that gets in the way of you connecting with yourself. <clears throat> so step five is to keep a list of people that you can call for support. Um, two to three people as a beginner's goal, because it's hard to open up to people when we feel vulnerable or when we're grieving something because there's a lot of there's a lot of shame that can be attached to to feeling that way and you know we need to give ourselves permission to be vulnerable give ourselves permission to be open with others about how we're feeling because the the truth is you know i i know that like when I have a hard time picking up that phone and, and making that phone call, it's because I don't want to feel like a burden to someone else by mm. unloading on them or, or dampening their holidays with my grief over the holidays. But yeah. the truth is that you're not a burden. That's a distorted perception. And you learned that somewhere. At some point, that was talked to you about yourself. Um, and reaching out in reality builds your relationships with other people and makes them stronger because you're showing the person that you love and trust them and you're giving them the opportunity to perform an act of service for you and making your own needs important and asking for help in getting them met is one of the most powerful types of self-love there is because it takes that courage and that vulnerability to go there and admit, okay, I'm having a hard time getting this met on my own. I need someone else's help. Um, and Steph and I both agree that two to three people is a good starting goal. I mean, in, in your multiple social circles, you can find two to three people that you can start opening up to, be it a family member, be it a friend, be it a coworker, be it someone at church, a therapist, a, 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 a minister, a somebody, you know, there's people out there. Um, You'd be amazed how many people will open up back to you and say, oh yeah, that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. And you want more than one because, you know, you're one person isn't always going to be available. They might yeah, have their own stuff going on. They may be busy. And so you want to have multiple people available to you as an option that you can go to. And you want to give them specific jobs that they can do to help you. One of them should at least be a distractor. You call this person when you need out of your head. You need them to show up at your house and kidnap you and take you to the mall. Or you need them to tell you stupid, funny stories on the phone that have nothing to do with what's going on in your life right now to get you out of that emotional mm -hmm. head. And you can ask them if to be ready to be physically present with you because sometimes that ne that's necessary. Sometimes you just need someone to sit there with you physically. And you can oh, ask yes. them 
to hold their feedback and advice and just listen mm -hmm. and be present. And if something isn't working, if a strategy that you're trying with your support per people aren't working, let them know and brainstorm another way. Okay, this, this really isn't helping me. What's another way we can do this and come up with a new idea together. Mm -hmm. um, and keep your lifeline close. My support persons are in my favorites list on my phone so that at any time if i get triggered if i have a ptsd episode if i if i'm having a health crisis they're literally three taps away on my screen <clears throat> and another one that um i know i really personally struggle with is letting my kids see me grieve i had a really hard time with that when I first went into recovery. I didn't want them to see me falling apart. I didn't want them to see me crying, grieving, angry, whatever I was going through. And my therapist pointed out to me, but think about the opportunities for learning that you're taking away from them when you hide your emotional struggles from them. Because the protective yes. part of me wants to ensure that all their Christmas memories are happy because it's, you know, because I remember that how hard it is to struggle with having a balance of both positive and negative Christmas memories. But the honest truth is that my children are already trauma survivors and they need me to show them how to handle their triggers and their traumas and their emotions when they come up. Now, if I need a quiet moment alone and I want a private moment to work through something, that's okay. All I do is I let my kids know, you know, hey, I'm going to go sit outside. I need a few minutes alone to, to think and, and just, you know, take care of myself. And they're like, okay, cool. And what they've learned is that it's okay for them to take that time for themselves when they need it too. And they will, if something's happening, my daughter will come to me and go, mom, I'm gonna go lay down in my room. I need some quiet time by myself. And I'm like, okay, sweetie, come and get me and let me know if you need me, you know? And she's like, okay. And, you know, but on the, on the, on the, the other side of the coin, <clears throat> letting them see my emotions, letting them see me cry and grieve and talk about it and, and get it out of my system it teaches them that their own feelings and their own personal struggle struggles are not only normal but acceptable it shows them that i'm human too and i'm not going to expect them to meet some unreasonable standard of of perfect behavior um and and i'm showing them how to process i'm showing them that it's safe to feel their feelings whenever their feelings come up and I allow them to comfort me and they do. My kiddos are very empathetic and compassionate little people. And when I'm having a hard time, all three of them swarm me, climb into my lap, hug me, mm -hmm. give kisses, talk to me. And for a long time, I felt guilty about that too, because I felt like I was putting my kids in a position to take care of me. And that's not what I wanted. And again, my therapist had to you know, help me reframe that. And he said, you're not forcing them to take care of you because it's not an expectation that you placed on them. They're volunteering and allowing them to comfort you teaches them how powerful love, 
and healing can be and how to use that empathetic and that compassionate nature to take care of and nurture the people that they love. That's very true. Very, very, very true. Um, is there anything else we need to know about uh, self, uh, healing, self-care during this holiday season? Because we're getting close to time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're only, we might go, we might need another 30 minutes. <laughs> Why don't we push it to next week since we, um, we could do that if we need to, or at least, uh, uh, talk about some self-care things next week. Is that, is that what we're talking about? We're doing more mindset next week. Um, We could do the last five steps next week and jump to the gratitude mindset portion. That's an excellent idea. Okay. So for time's sake, we're going to save um, the last five steps of our holiday survival plan um, for next week's episode because we want to get to the, the, to the gratitude mindset of it. So if you want to um, read ahead, <laughs> um, I, uh, later on today, I will update the links in, in the live video and it'll have the, the link to my blog post about the 10 tips for reclaiming your holidays, or you can um, go to my website at uh, www.learningtolivecoaching.com. And if you go to my blog page, it's in the featured section at the very top of my blog page. And you can go and check it out there and kind of read ahead and see, you know, what the rest of the plan looks like and even go and, and get like some more information about, um, you know, the five steps that we've, we've already talked about. Because my, my writing style is I bring a lot of personal experience into it. Like I'm telling my story at the same time that I'm teaching. So, um, hey, Josh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited <laughs> We mentioned yes. you earlier, Josh. Self-care is an important part of a positive mindset. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we'll do the, la the last five steps um, next week. And we're going to go into um, <clears throat> gratitude mindset. So gratitude is the state of being grateful or a, a just thankfulness in general. And um, having a gratitude mindset is a constant focus of appreciation for what you have rather than paying attention to what you don't have. Um, you know, we, we think of, of gratefulness, it's typically associated with Thanksgiving because, you know, that, that's the whole focus of that whole week. But honestly, for overall wellness, it needs to be a year-long daily practice. Um, I agree. And I have to say, it is does not look like, my love, the live, laugh, love, pumpkin spice latte let me wear Uggs and a flannel sweater kind of, you know, white girl culture that we're talking about here. We're not, <laughs> we're not, 
about that, I assure you, okay? I assure you. Do I look like somebody who would who would do that to you? No, no. So anyway. <laughs> Honestly, I love you so much. People say gratitude and Thanksgiving and all that. I just want to go because, like, (laughs) but it's true, it's icky. But if you look at it from a different point of view, okay. And I learned this through the teachings of Tantra, okay, that you look at your life and you decide to make love to your life. And what that looks like is deciding. I'm going to taste the food and savor it. I'm going to savor the fact that the sun feels so good on my skin or the wind. I'm going to look around me and look and see how truly, truly thankful I am for all the things that I have been blessed to use in this reality for me. You know, the opportunities I've gotten, the experiences I've gotten so that I've learned from them, you know, day in and day out. It's a type of mindfulness Right. Yes, very much so. It's learning about how to be present in your body in the moment. It's learning how to engage the world around you with all five senses. It's 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 learning that life is a privilege. So lead each and every day as positively and productively as you can. And that doesn't mean that you're going to get it perfect every day. Some days are just going to suck. But the mindset that you apply to that is what really matters. And this is the fun part. I disagree with you that life's a privilege. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We have our agreeances and we have our disagreeances. (laughs) We do. We do, guys. We do. And, And on this one, instead, I'm like, life is chaos. Make of it what you will surf the chaos and make magic every day because you can, because that's what we're here to do. We're creators in a realm that we can create things, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, be mindful of the, the opportunity you have to create, even though there's so much chaos going around all the time. Right. But it doesn't matter because even in the chaos, there's blessings everywhere. And the key is Mm -hmm. to recognize them. Oh, but yeah. Okay. I agree with that part, but it's, it's, you can have good chaos, Megan. Oh, we have (laughs) fabulous chaos, darling. Exactly. (laughs) I refrained. I refrained when you were talking about Letha being your favorite holiday. I refrained from mentioning what, a absolute circus it was for the two of us. (laughs) But we made it. It showed us that we could uh, traverse a a large city by ourselves. (laughs) With no vehicle. (laughs) And we made it okay. And we got home all in one piece, even though we were 300 miles from home with no vehicle. Like, well, and even though... We were stuck at this Amtrak train station in Glendale, California for like six hours waiting for a bus. We got a lot of time to just sit there and talk and goof off. We had some really good food from a place around the corner and we got a front row seat for the coolest lightning storm I have seen in years. And those were all things that I was able to take away from that and be grateful about. How often do I get out in the middle of nowhere and watch storms like that? 
Yes. And a couple days later, I went to the desert after that thunderstorm so I could get all the quartz and selenite that it exposed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually several benefits to um, a practice of gratitude. There's physical benefits, there's psychological benefits, and there's social well-being benefits. Um, and it's one of the key practices in positive psychology. Um, so the, the physical benefits that have been proven through research are um, it strengthens your immune system. It, you're less bothered by aches and pains. It can lower your blood pressure because your stress levels go down. Um, you, uh -huh. You'll sleep longer and you'll feel more rested upon waking because you're in a more relaxed state when you go to bed at night instead of stressing and, and, and worrying. And um, some of the psychological benefits are higher levels of positive emotion. You feel more alive, alert, awake. You feel more joy and, and pleasure, more optimism and happiness. And, and social benefits include um, being more compassionate, more generous, more helpful, more forgiving, more outgoing. And in general, you just feel less lonely and, and isolated because even when you're spending time, you know, on your own, you appreciate that, hey, cool, I have time on my own right now. It, it's a way of, of spinning things instead of saying, oh, I'm so lonely because I'm by myself. Hey, I have quiet time to myself and I get to do whatever I want right now. And you know what? I'd like to challenge actually our viewers who are watching who um are, are kind of struggling with that aspect of things um i encourage i do this with my children too this is so strange but it's true i used to take myself out on a date and i encourage my children to do the same with themselves and some of them do and the good part about it is you get to be mindful in that moment of everything going on around you and you get to savor everything because it's you choosing the thing mm -hmm. you don't have to compromise about what you're doing you don't have to compromise about what you're eating you don't have to compromise about anything instead you're saying what do i want so like it's it's a, a self-care thing that really helps with the mindfulness because then you're able to not entertain a conversation or anything like that you're taking it all in right and josh made a good point in the con comments it you know it can reconnect us with our life experience because he says sometimes we get lost in the day-to-day -day. we tend to lose the love and appreciation for everything around us. A tree becomes yes. just a tree. The wind becomes something that just messes up your hair. Exactly. Exactly. And so a gratitude mindset is a really powerful tool for reconnecting with the experience in life that you want to have. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and reconnecting with the elements too, like, uh, he was just talking about, in fact, um, shout out to Josh. He has a fabulous, uh, TikTok that we attend in his live and and uh, he's a fabulous psychic and a tarot reader um and megan you can put his like little tag below too because you guys should check him out he's great oh yeah i will i'll totally tag him and i'm actually working on a blog post about um a reading that he he did for me um a while ago that i'm a while ago now i'm behind sorry josh <laughs> but I, yeah i'm gonna be tagging him in that and and sharing 
sharing his information and then yeah again we want to we want to have him on here to him and his partner with on us one morning yes. him and his wife yeah that would be so much fun yes um, yes yes so we were going to do a gratitude mindfulness activity but let's move that to next week's opening mindfulness activity excellent um so how to begin a daily practice of gratitude um treat each day as a gift Remind yourself of the great things that you have in your life as soon as you wake up. And this is actually um, a scientifically proven practice that if you wake up and the first thing on your mind is, I'm grateful for this today, that's going to set the whole tone of your day. And it will also help to set the tone of the following day, and I learned this in group last night too, that if you do the same thing before you go to sleep, instead of going to sleep and stressing about everything that's gonna happen tomorrow or everything that could go wrong tomorrow, what's one thing that you were grateful about that happened during the day that you can carry with you into your sleep and into the next day? Absolutely. And also, my loves, you can't control the world. You can't control everything else. You can only control how calm you are. Um, the next tip is express, start expressing your gratitude. Uh, saying a simple thank you to the people in your life who matter the most to you. Do something kind for the people that you appreciate. If you know someone who needs a smile, send them a funny picture, send them a, or just call them and say, hey, I was thinking about you today. Um, or writing a gratitude letter to someone who had a really positive impact on you. And be specific, include lots of detail. You don't have to send the letter, but just the practice of writing the letter is gonna help you carve those new neural networks that are gonna shift you into a positive mindset where you're focusing on what you're grateful for in your everyday. Um, the next one is to create a gratitude list or keep a gratitude journal. So start a list of things that you're grateful for and update it every day or include it into one of your already existing journaling routines. Add, add it to the end, um, you know, include three things every day that you're thankful for and it can be simple things it can be trying a new recipe that you really loved so you're grateful that you have this recipe now because you can make something that's really good to eat over and over again or you got an unexpected visitor a phone call from a friend or you got to go out and have a new experience like it's it's the little things it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't it's not difficult to find things to be grateful for it's just that shifting of the mindset and it takes practice. Um, the next one is try not to complain. Um, it's really easy to complain and express disappointment about things, um, but it takes away from the time that you spend practicing that, that gratitude. So again, you can apply that reframe of, you know, what did I learn about myself? What did I take away from this, even though it was yeah. disappointing? And it's energetically caca. Mm -hmm. It's just ugh, caca and energy. It, and oh. it's, it's easy to fall into, especially when there's depression or anxiety or, or something else going on. It's easy to fall into just your complaining victim mm -hmm. mindset. It's very, very easy. But what's important is recognizing it in yourself and recognizing yes. that this isn't doing me any good. 
and I need to change this because this is something that I do have control over. My mindset is something that I absolutely have 100% control over. It's just a conscious choice. So, you know, when you give negativity to change uh, the chance to take over your, your thoughts, it can result in the destructive emotions and the bad decisions that, you know, compound the negative experiences. So what you want to do instead is again, reframe, okay, this sucked. What did I learn from this? What did I take away from this? How am I going to do it different next time? Turn it into a learning experience. And I want to point out that complaining and processing are two completely different things because processing requires, um, number one, personal dedication to change and a very specific set of therapeutic practices that you're putting in place so that you're not just, you know, venting without any result. You're truly diving into the emotions. You're truly talking about the experience and you're applying those reframe skills, those mindfulness skills, those, those self-improvement skills. And whereas when you're complaining, you're just complaining about the same things over and over and over and over again, but you're not doing anything to make a change. And so you're staying stuck in that mindset and that's where it becomes a problem. It's yeah. just a cycle. It it's just a cycle. A really nasty cycle. And, and it's only going to hurt you. Yep. And your relationships around you, because when you do yeah. nothing but, but, but complain and vent, but, but you make no change to yourself, you're, you're, it repels people, people might get frustrated with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's no accountability there mm-hmm. because people want solutions. If you're going to present them problems. Right. So the last, so it's uh, just, it's caca. It is. <laughs> um, the last step to put into place when, um, creating a, a, um, a gratitude mindset is to practice receiving gratefully. And this one can be really hard. It's taken me years (laughs) to get, to even start getting comfortable with this because many of us, especially when we have trauma and there's people pleasing tendencies in place, um, many of us, we are much better at giving than we are at receiving. And it's actually really important for us to um, begin focusing on becoming comfortable with receiving gratitude and compliments from other people and allowing them to really penetrate that outer defensive shell that a lot of us have and start uplifting us and accepting that I am a good person, I am a worthy person, and this person is just validating that for me. Can I reframe that for some people who might have an issue with saying those words? Um, We can also say to ourselves, I am able to receive. Mm -hmm. I am able to hold this in my energetic system. I am able to sit with this. Right. Um, Some of these help when we can't get to the point of saying I am worthy or something like that, because that's a big step for some people. It is. Yeah. But if you can say to yourself, I am capable of sitting with this or I am able to receive this, like meditate 
on your capability to receive. Imagine your arms opening wider. Imagine your hips opening wider. Imagine your whole system opening wider and spreading wider as you receive these things, because that will help you in, in, in the energetic way of, of accepting. One of the visualizations that I like to hold in situations where I'm uncomfortable, and it's actually the same visualization that I hold when I'm meditating, is I imagine myself as a closed up little rosebud. And whatever I'm receiving from someone else, if it's something that I choose to receive, because not everything that you receive from other people is positive, but <laughs> if it's positive and I want to receive it, I imagine myself opening up like a blooming rose to light and just soaking the light in and taking it into myself. And that's feeding my energy and my positivity and my self-love and allowing me to bloom even bigger. Yes. And it's really important that, um, and again, this is a practice, that when we do receive compliments or we do receive gratitude from someone, we need to stop minimizing ourselves. We need to stop belittling ourselves because it's still uncomfortable and we're not used to that. So yeah, that's not socially saying, acceptable or attractive. Instead of saying, oh, you know, it was nothing. It's not a big deal. You know, yeah, you know, be like, instead, focus on noticing your experience as the recipient of someone else's gratitude, of someone else's care and affection and practice receiving those compliments with just a simple thank you that that means a lot to me or or some form of of gratitude and grace in return and and it's important because the law of giving and receiving gives both equal weight to giving and receiving we have to be able to receive as gracefully as we give And there are some challenges to gratitude. <laughs> this is, you know, it seems, it seems like a really simple task, but we all have our own roadblocks that we have to work through when we're developing this practice. I mean, so many anxiety, depression, materialism, perfectionism, overscheduling, uh, narcissism, victim mentality, unhealthy distractions. And there's even myths that, that we tend to believe about ourselves. Like, if we're willing to accept these compliments or we're willing to, to focus on the positivity in life, like some people will call it, oh, you know, it's just butt kissing or, it, you know, it's going to lead to complacency because if you're not striving for more, then what are you working for? Oh, that's a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. I or, don't operate in those. Or, you know, it makes you a pushover. It takes away from your productivity or even that gratitude isn't possible in the midst of suffering because it absolutely is they actually go very much hand in hand because your suffering often illuminates the things for you that you can be grateful for because you're like look i've got all of this going on but i've still got me i've still got my home i've still got my animals i've still got my friends there's things there to be grateful for always it's really just the act of learning to recognize it instead of falling immediately into the, the, the lamenting of your situation. Right, right. And, you know, there's ways that there's, there's things that you can do to, to help yourself strengthen it. Gratitude always becomes stronger 
when it's shared. Any belief or mindset that you're actively expressing is gonna become stronger because in the act of expressing it, you're activating more of your neural pathways in your brain and cementing that mindset even deeper than it was before. So verbalize it. Tell people about the things that you're grateful for. Write it down in your journal. Share it on social media. Share it with others. Hey, I'm grateful for this today. And you'll be surprised at how many people will respond positively and go, you know what? I just realized I was grateful for this today too. Or wow, I really need to start looking at things in that light. You can be an example to others and show them how yes. to begin this practice for themselves as well. And you need to make it a practice, just like meditation. It is a practice. It's a daily intentional practice. And that actually leads us into my gratefulness challenge, which I think we have just enough time for. <laughs> um, so to help you get a jump start on creating your daily gratitude mindset practice, I am giving you guys a challenge. And I actually got this idea a couple years ago from um, the prophet of my church. He had us turn our social medias into gratitude journals for an entire week in the month of November. And I found the practice so beneficial and uplifting for me that I was like, I've got to share this with other people. So the next year when I had my learning to live page and, and I was start, starting to build everything, I decided to do this gratefulness challenge. And I had so much fun seeing the friends and family that chose to participate in it with me um, posting and sharing and, and I just loved it. And so I decided to make it a yearly thing because what better self-care routine to put in place for yourself as we're moving into the new year than practicing you know a, a gratitude mindset and, and uplifting yourself on a daily basis so there are five steps for this challenge well i mean okay there's six really but whatever we're sticking with five <laughs> so the first one is choose a day to start so i'm i'm gonna start tomorrow um, you know, that's when I'll be starting mine. So if you want to join me tomorrow, please do. Um, or if you need a couple extra days or a week or whatever it is to get started, it doesn't really matter when you get started. The point is just getting started and sticking with it. Um, so for two weeks, you're going to be making a daily social media post and you're going to be using the hashtags um, give thanks and gratitude mindset challenge. I'll put it in the description and I'll post another video um, with just the instructions for um, the challenge so that you guys can find it more easily and that's going to be on all of my social media. Um, <clears throat> and then your third step is you have to tag me in it. <laughs> you have to tag um, learning to live coaching because I want to see your posts. I want to share in that with you. I want to celebrate with that in you. I, I want to support you in that. And, and follow me if you want to see mine, because I've been, I've been, you know, um, knowing that we, I was getting ready to do this. I've been, you know, on my, on my thinking, thinking pedestal for, you know, about a week going, hmm, what am I grateful for this year, you know? <laughs> um, so for this first seven days, you're going to post about one thing or one person in your life that you're grateful for that brings you joy, brings you peace, brings you happiness. Um, 
the next seven days, because it's 14 day challenge and all, the next seven days, you're gonna post about something that is about yourself that you're grateful for. Something about yourself that brings you joy, something about yourself that you've accomplished or that you can celebrate or, or that you can give yourself love for because gratitude in and of itself is, is a self-love practice. And we need to find things, not just about our lives to be thankful for, but about ourselves as well. That's part of building up our self-worth, our self-confidence, our, our, our belief in our own value. Um, and, you know, then the step six is don't stop. The challenge itself is only a 14 day exercise, but this is your jump start to begin a daily practice of doing this. And no, you don't have to post on the internet every day for the rest of your life. You only need to do it for 14 days, but it gives you a, um, it gives you a goal to start working on that's very bite-sized and very manageable to start putting this practice into place and announce what you're doing share it with any friends that you think could could benefit in it or that that want to do it with you because if you do it together then you have an accountability partner hey have you made your gratitude post today no not yet i'm doing it right now or i'll do it in an hour and and then like and support each other's posts as well um and and life happens you know it usually does I think last year it, it took me honestly a whole month to get through the challenge because things would come up and I wouldn't be able to make a post for the day. And when that happens, it's okay to miss a day or two because again, this is a new practice, you're putting it into place and it's easy to, to have things interfere with a new habit that you're forming because it takes 60 days of consistent effort to build new and lasting habits. So if you fall off track for a day or two, pick a day that you're going to start posting again and then just pick up where you left off. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get through the 14 days. What matter is what matters is making a dedication to yourself that you're going to do 14 days of gratitude and and hold yourself accountable by doing it online and sharing it with others because again that expression piece and sharing it with others really cements and makes it a powerful practice in our minds and there is um a quote by alan cohen i don't know if i'm saying his last name right but so he's a he's a doctor he's a keynote speaker he's a really successful author and he has this just this really awesome quote and it says gratitude like faith is a muscle the more you use it the stronger it grows the more power you have to use it on your behalf if you do not practice gratefulness its benefaction will go unnoticed and your capacity to draw on its gifts will be diminished to be grateful is to find blessings in everything this is the most powerful attitude to adopt for there are blessings in everything I just really like that quote because it really speaks to how powerful this practice can be and it is like a muscle you have to exercise it in order to gain benefit from it. That's very true. Very true. So, all right. <laughs> um, so next week. We will um, go over the last five steps in our um, Christmas uh, holiday survival guide. 
and we're going to be talking more about um, mindset, how the, how the brain how the brain works, um, and, and and how to begin putting more of these positive mindset um, practices into into place, and how to begin reprogramming your mindset. And if for any of you that are going to join in the challenge with me, uh, we can do a check in and see where you're at. So um, other than that. Um, we have three more episodes planned for this year. Um, we're going to take a break uh, during the last week of December. And the, oh, brilliant. What are you guys tearing up? <laughs> okay. She's got that guilty look on her face, too. <laughs> um, but so we're going to be taking a break during the um, last week of December and the first week of January. And then hopefully, this is the plan anyways, when we come back in January, um, we'll be doing season two of Tea Talk and we've got some cool stuff that we're already talking about and planning and, and some guests that, that we're planning for. Josh, be ready. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then also the plan is to start um, on Tuesday nights. We'll, we're gonna continue doing tea talk um, in the morning on Tuesday mornings, but then in the evening, on Tuesday evenings, we're gonna do a live um, podcast with a call-in segment called Phoenix Warrior Tribe, because you hear our stories when we're talking you know, about these topics. Um, during tea talk, but we want to hear your stories and we want to give you the chance to call in and, and share and have a voice about your experiences and also to talk to us. Receive yeah. Some one on one coaching, um, consulting, and, and spiritual guidance from us and give you an introduction into the services that we're going to be offering coming up very, very soon. So we're really excited to share that and to start doing that with you guys on Tuesday nights. And I'm going to be making um, more announcements about it soon and, and posting the links for it. I've got to stitch together our intro <laughs> that we've made that's been sitting on my computer for like two months. It's okay. You're our only tech person. I, I know. So I, have a big job. I have a big job and stuff gets done when it gets done. So. Yep. <laughs> but the point is, is that it is a plan in the works. So we're super excited about doing that. And, um, and we're hoping that some of you guys will, will have time on Tuesday nights to call in and, and have a chat with us about, um, you know, discussions and, and topics that, that we're bringing up in, in, in tea talk and, and promote some, uh, some positive, um, mental health, positive healing experiences, and help you to change your mindset and start taking control of your own um, personal wellness. So with that, I will read our card for today. <laughs> Perfect, as always. <laughs> um, my mind is open to new experiences that will transform my life. And if we're bringing that back to, you know, uh, reclaiming our holidays and 
practicing a gratitude mindset. For some of us, this is going to be a new experience. We haven't done things this way before. And, and it's challenging and it can be intimidating and it can be uncomfortable. But one of the key factors in claiming your healing journey and really taking back your power and control over your ability to create the, the life that you want, the future you want, the wellness and the happiness that you want for yourself is being open to the experiences that will begin to transform your life. And sometimes that takes a commitment to yourself that I'm going to try these new things, even though they're scary and I'm not quite sure where they're going to lead me, but I have to be willing to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I have to be comfortable Absolutely. with stepping outside my comfort zone so that I can be open to these new experiences and I can begin to take the steps that are going to transform my life. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. And yep. healing, again, the only way out is through and you get better at it as you go and that's where your support system is really important that's where your plan is really important your self-care plan and i i think that i just you know i'm just really excited about this new year in general we have some amazing stuff that we're working on that that we're going to be bringing to you guys and i'm i just i, I don't know i feel like this next year is going to be a really awesome transformative one and i'm excited about it and i'm excited to share it with you guys so until next week my loves <laughs> namaste my loves we will see you soon thanks we'll for hanging out week. with us this, this was a great episode and I loved having Jess and Josh and everyone else. I've seen a few other people popping in and out. So we will be back next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Learning to Live coaching page. And we'll be talking more about mindset and the rest of our holiday plan and can't wait to see you guys there. So have an awesome week and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.